connecting you to people, knowledge, and business development in the line striping industry. This is Stripe It Like It's Hot. Brought to you by Blacktop Banter with your host, Cam Roberts. Asphalt contractors, are you guys tired of using 10 different programs to create a nice professional looking report for your customer? Are you tired of having to drive back and forth to your job sites to capture photo updates and get measurements and quantities for change orders or even having to mark your jobs out beforehand? Are you also tired of carrying too much stuff whenever you're on site scoping jobs like a wheel, a pen paper and clipboard and a spray paint can? We were too, so we developed Spot On Site, an all-in-one mobile app that allows you to measure and mark instantly from the palm of your hand, capture photos and videos that are all time-stamped and dated, and generate instant reports that you can send to your customers and your team members for a seamless collaboration. This is going to no doubt help you win more work, reduce inefficiencies, and stand out from the competition. Check us out for your free 14-day trial, spotonsiteapp.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome in. This is episode number... Uh, John, I forgot to check what episode number it is. Oops. I think it's 52. I think this is going to be episode 52 of the show. Appreciate everyone for listening. I am here today with someone very near and dear to my heart, a man that I love spending time with and I've been spending a lot more time with lately. And I, I brought him on here because I think he's got an incredible story where he started. Yeah, because you've been doing this a long time, uh, where you are now, and more importantly, Mr. John Stanton, where you are going in the future. So ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. John Stanton is here. John, how are you? I am good, Cam. How are you? I'm amazing. I am amazing. How is the, uh, the snowfall up, up north? Did you look at our forecast today? Hell no, I don't look at yours. I look at mine. Oh, yeah. Are you getting snow too? No, no, no. I'm in the uh, 50s yesterday. Well, can, I, that's not in Canadian temperatures, so that means nothing to me. Um, yeah, we're, we're 100, 120 Canadians. Sure, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we're under a snowfall warning today, so uh, we're all hands on deck. It's actually a stat holiday today, but I wish it didn't snow on stat holidays, but this is the life I chose. You don't get to choose that. So, so thank you very much for coming on, John. So, um, John, you are um, someone I've got to know pretty good in the last two years, so you... you you joined the second edition of the account first or second first first. Yeah, that's right. You're an OG. How did I forget that? So you're an OG. You attended the first ever striped Academy. I was so incredibly nervous doing that. Um, so that's been, that's been fun getting to know you through there, but now you and I are working together one-on-one, uh, in a business coaching relationship, which is again, you're, you're the, you're the first one you're in the first Academy and you're the first one-on-one client. How does that make you feel? Wow, very special, man. Very special. <laughs> you're, you said before, like your success is 100 percent in my hands, and I was screamed at you. No, it's in your hands. I'm just here to help. But anyways, your story is amazing because you've been doing this a long time. You got started in the asphalt industry in 2007. Not 2005. 2005. What were you doing in 2005, and why did you start in the asphalt maintenance and striping? So I was, I was living in Huntington beach, California, 2005. I was working at a a family business. We had a machine shop. We bought and sold like CNC machines and I did the repairs on them, that sort of thing. I had a uh, quote unquote, we'll call him a friend just for the purposes of the word, um, that I had known through, uh, California. We worked together and stuff like that. He moved back up to Washington 
he started a striping company. And out of the blue, one day I get a phone call from this guy. I haven't talked to him for six years, whatever. I don't even remember how many years, but he calls me. He goes, hey, I got a business. I'm having health problems. You should come up and check it out. So I flew up to Yakima, Washington from Huntington Beach. Cows on the runway, you know, rednecks <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But what he was doing seemed kind of cool. It was different. It was 100% different from what I was doing. It was a change. And I thought, you know, I haven't had a change in a long time. I need that. So we moved up and, and we started working. And the first two years was good. And then uh, he kind of went off the rails and started taking a bunch of money from the company. And he ended up selling the company. And I ended up just kind of out on the street, so to speak. But I landed on my feet. I, I got into... Uh, Went to work for the city of Yakima for a year doing signs and lines. And then I ended up getting a job at uh, Yakima County. I'm still there, still doing my thing part-time. But um, when I was doing traffic counts and, and traffic investigations and stuff like that, and then I kind of moved up into a pavement management role. And uh, I was working part-time for another kid that I worked with at the city he started his own asphalt company well he started out striping strictly striping mm -hmm. added on seal coating added on vector truck added on this added on that just kind of started growing really really big and then I, it just kind of hit me like hey what's our most valuable asset it's our time and i'm selling him my time for a set amount of money if i start my own business then my wife and i can make our own future so that's kind of why i started j and j was to make our own future and uh, probably about five years in, I, I was following you online. I found your podcast. It was kind of cool finding the podcast. You know, there was there was you and Marvin were doing the thing. And uh, and then you just posted one day about this academy. And I said, hmm, I'm going to shoot this guy a DM and see what happens. And then next thing you know, we're on a Zoom call. And I'm like, man, this, this is kind of cool. And we went into the academy and I learned everything that I did not know I didn't know. It was incredible. Like, like literally. I knew how to put lines on the ground. I knew, you know, basic stuff, how to do signs, how to do wheel stops, that sort of stuff. But I didn't know anything about business. And that's the biggest part. Like, I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know how to properly do sales. I didn't know what C CRM. What's a CRM? Now I have one. It's kind of cool, you know? So, and then we're moving on to the next step with, with Cam Roberts, business coach extraordinaire. And, uh, you know, so far it's it's been a great experience. I think we're what? four weeks in maybe. Four, yeah four or five weeks yeah and it's it's once again it's just everything that you don't know you don't know so until somebody points it out to you you're just kind of going along thinking you're doing everything right so man so j and j officially started 2015 i believe so i think i did like maybe one job at the end of 2015 and we got our business license and all that stuff and then uh, 2016, my very first striper. So get this, I bought a, uh, a Graco 3900 Series 1 old school off of eBay from somebody in Salt Lake City, Utah. I drove 13 hours straight to go load this up. And they had got it from like one of those uh, uh, storage auctions. Sort of they had no clue what it was. And I said, hey, I'll yeah. give you 500 bucks for it. She goes, okay. <laughs> so I, I drove down there and loaded it up. And, came back and started you know still have it it's still out there yeah that's awesome that's a long time man 2015 is a long time ago you know i mean yeah 
looking at it in a vacuum, it's not, but business wise, it is a lot of businesses don't stick around that long. Um, what have you come to, what have you come to learn and love about it? Like it's a challenge, as you know, even doing it part-time, what have you come to really uh, learn about it? Enjoy about it? Well, our, our initial, the reason we started was just to kind of pad our retirement. You know, I never had any desire to grow to even where I've gotten it now. Right. I wanted to keep it small, but then something just said, why? Why not just, you know, see what you can do with it. See if you can get a couple employees, see if you can make it big. And, and that's kind of where we're heading, you know. I, I've never, I honestly, one of the worst things I ever wanted to do was seal coating. I bought a, a full-on 700-gallon extended deck last year and been doing seal coating. Every time I say I don't want to do something, I end up doing it. So I got to stop <laughs> saying that. And why? Why do you end up doing these things you don't want to do? Because they just end up making sense. Like there's a lot of money in seal code. That's not mm. rocket science. It's dirty and it's, but you know, you look at the guys like you just had prestige on and, and those guys aren't dirty at all. Those guys are they're clean. Their trucks are beautiful and they take care of everything. And you know, if you take your time and do it right, that's how, how you end up. You look at where they went on their journey too, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, well said. One thing I know about you is you've over the seven years in doing this or now eight coming into your eighth year, you've acquired quite the fleet of equipment. I'm in like, you know, I joked about this with you. Like you, you are a bargain hunter. Like how many stripers, how many, like, okay, seven, eight years is a long time. But like you said, you've basically been doing this part time uh, up until now. So like, you know, not doing a ton of work compared to say a full-time operator, owner operator, but like, what kind of equipment have you acquired in these seven, eight years? So let's see, I've had, I've had two series one 3900s. I have a 3400, which is also series one. I have a series three 3900s. I have two of those currently. I have the 25th anniversary striper 3900. And then I just got the, the auto layout, none of which have been new all of which I have gotten either Craigslist or public surplus or, you know, just some form of an auction website. I bought a, a, a scarifier, you know, to, to remove lines and everything. Mm -hmm. I needed it for a job. I got a good deal on it and the job ended up falling through. And I thought, do I really need this thing? So I turned around and sold it, made a couple bucks on that. You know, I've gotten, uh, Oh, I got, uh, the, the, was it the nine horsepower Billy goat? And yeah. it was used like four times and I got it for $250. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, you know, you've got to drive to go pick them up every once in a while. But I mean, in the long run, I mean, that's a $2,500 piece of equipment I got for 250 bucks. So any regrets with any regrets with that approach? Like and the reason why I ask is a lot of people ask me, like, should I buy new used? And I kind of have my same recycled answer, but like, like, have you had any horror stories, any regrets with it? No, no, not at all. I mean, if you, so I have a mechanical background. That's right. I can I can fix or repair or fabricate that sort of stuff. So I can rebuild the pump. I don't have to send it in. And nowadays it's easy enough to, to buy them. They're not expensive anymore. Like they used to be six, 700 bucks. Now you can get them for, you know, two, 300 bucks. So just replace the pump. The tires, I mean, you got to put a lot of miles on to wear those tires out. Yeah. You know, and everything else is just basically cables and, you know, so no, I've, I've never had anything that I either couldn't fix or knew somebody that could help me fix it. So right on. Oh, that's good. Buying brand new is great, but it's kind of like buying a brand new car. 
as soon as you drive it off a lot, you're losing, you know, 30% of the value right off. Yeah, you know, or the, the, the old saying, well, you know, it's a write-off. Well, yeah, but you still have to pay for it to write it off. So <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. But yeah, no, I, I like it. And it's it's fun to, to chase down the auctions. Yeah, oh, right on. So I'm the polar opposite. I can't stand that. So there's proof that both approaches can work, right? Like, yeah, I have no patience for bargain hunting. I just hate it. I hate looking at auction sites. But like it's, you've acquired this incredible fleet of equipment. Yeah, a lot of uh, iron that can be put to use, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, all right, I'm going to ask a couple selfish questions. Actually, I, they're not selfish. They're like they're they're going to be about the academy that you took last year. But I'm not asking for the purpose of like puffing me up. I'm just genuinely curious. I I want to make sure that people who are, you know take this program are getting value from it. What was the biggest thing you learned in the academy? There's a there's a ton of information in those twelve weeks. Like, what was the biggest thing? The biggest impact? The biggest thing I learned was my value. Honestly. I would, I would undercut myself just to get a job. And you, mm -hmm. you kind of taught me like, Hey, you bring a value. Don't be afraid to ask for that value. And that was the biggest thing. Like I, I was in my head, I was fighting myself. Oh my God. I can't, I can't price it. This, this is too high. I need to, you know, well, price it at where you're going to price it at. And if they say yes, great. If they don't, then they're not your customers. So move on to the next guy. But yeah, I think that was the biggest thing that I took away from that was you got to know your value. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you were kind of like me. Oh, I know this because we talked about this when we first started working together. Like when I started working, I was closing like almost, almost all the jobs that I quoted, which told me I was probably underpricing. Were you the same? Were you basically like any job that was coming your way you were winning because you were like discounting your services? And Yeah. And I still, I'll get calls from the same people like, Hey, can you still do this? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't do your parking lot for $125 anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to look back and go, how did I even come up with that number? But yeah, there's, there's still a couple that one of the first or second customers that I have, I will still do it just for, you know, nostalgia, just because they were good to yeah. me. And, and you know, I'll, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll do your part. That's fine. I understand that. Yeah. There's other people that you call them up and they go, Oh, you raised your prices. Like, yeah, yeah, I did. So hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. So many of us, we trip over ourselves to get work because we were afraid that we're not going to be enough work. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, so this is kind of weird in a way, me, you know, sitting down and chatting with you. We're not going to spend a ton of time here today, but it's weird because uh, everything, uh, you know, you, you, you've seen this probably true with, in your business, John. When you do something new, you start a new service, you buy new equipment, everything you do is uncomfortable, right? Like you put, you're intentionally putting yourself in discomfort for the sake of growing a business, right? And so starting one-on-one -on -one coaching is not comfortable for me because I've never done it before. I've been coached and I've got so much value from that that I felt compelled to do the same. So like, I don't know if I told you this, but we're going to redo this interview in a year. You know that, right? Okay. Yeah. So in a year from now, we're going to sit down because we've only just got started working together. So I'm, I'm in a sense, I'm putting, I'm putting my uh, money where my mouth is because I genuinely want to help you grow and see you succeed. Um, what is it like you mentioned a couple other people as well. I know Marvin Joles has made a massive, you know, impact on a lot of people. He's been super influential for you. What is the benefit of surrounding yourself with those people? What has that done for you? Well, number one, it, it saved a ton of time instead of me making the same mistakes that you or Marvin or, or anybody has made. And you're generous enough to tell us those mistakes so that we don't have to, to do it. I feel like I'm, I'm starting over. Like the first five years were just kind of practice. The last two years, 
I've doubled and tripled what I made the first five all together. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. So listening to you guys for the past two years has changed my entire outlook on the business. I honestly never even thought like, eh, I should take this full time. I, my wife is going crazy right now because I go, I want to quit my job. I want to go full time. I want to do this full time. She's like, Oh, we don't, you know, slow down. No, 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 no. I gotta go. I gotta go. But you know, she's, she's awesome. She's the other day in the J and J and uh, you know, without her, I would probably be just running around every other day. I want to quit. I want to sell everything. And then the day after that, I go, Hey, you know, we can do this and we can do that. It's, I feel so bad for her. Oh, <laughs> she's a saint that one. But, yeah. I think like, and then it, one of the big things was, was the podcast. I, I consume so many podcasts, all, all different genres, but finding you finding Marvin and then everybody that you interview, I will go down a rabbit hole. And I'll like Brian Hess. When you had Brian Hess on, he was in the airport and he gave you like a quick 15 minutes. Hey, here you go. We got time to kill. I went back and listened to like 400 of his episodes when he was doing the morning perspective. And I was just like, holy cow, you know, just just little things like that that will change the way that you look at stuff. And it's awesome that you don't have to make the mistakes you're putting in the time. It's all there for you. Our, you know, I'm an old guy. I'm older than you know, you're not old. I probably got you by like 10. I got Brian by 10, whatever, you know, Keith Galloway seniors probably got me by 10, but it's just kind of one of those things. Like I don't have time to make mistakes and, and learn for myself. I got to learn from everybody else's and, and put it into use. You know, that's, that's the thing is if you keep making the same mistake over and over, maybe you're not meant to do this, but if you can take the advice of others and, and make your way, then that's, that's a good thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was well said. Yeah, I got tired of trying to trying to figure it all out on my own, right? I just it was it's exhausting. I call it decision fatigue. I was decision fatigue. Well, it's true. You run a business, you know, you hire your first employee, you got all these decisions to make and it's just it's a lot. If you've never done it before, it's yeah, it's overwhelming. So with that in mind, what's uh <laughs> what's the plan for this year, 2023? What are we shooting for? What are we trying to accomplish? I don't know how specific or tangible you want to get, but like what's your ultimate goal? I know what your goal is, but what are we going for? I'm going to break some news here that you probably, you would have found out on Friday, but I have officially hired our first employee. So my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend, Nick, he, uh, he came over the other night. We had dinner. We talked, I kind of told him everything. And you know, like we talked about, I don't need a full-time, but I need an on-call part-time guy. And he's super excited and he seems like he's willing to learn. So there you go. Cam Roberts, I hired my first employee. But I think overall, like we talked, um, I want to get the business to where I can either have three solid people that can run it and I'll keep my daytime job or I will leave my daytime job. The wife, dogs and barking. Or I will leave the county and go completely full-time with change up. You know, and that's kind of, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. So that's the goal for this year is to kind of, like I said, get close enough to the dock where we can jump off without falling in the water. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm excited for you, bro. This is going to be a fun year. For both of us, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a lot happening this year. It's going to be good. And I really look forward to checking in in the year. I feel a slight, slight bit of like pressure and anxiety just saying that like, oh, we're going to check in in a year, but we're going to do it because I have, I have full confidence. You have the experience, the equipment and the drive like you you're you're driven to do this i can tell you are so well, if I get too successful, I might have an 
Dude, that would be the greatest problem ever. I would love that. Let's make that happen. Let's let's delete me out of your life. That would be incredible. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Man, I appreciate that. Man, I appreciate that. You know, last thing, last thing I want to ask you here, because I do want to keep it short. Um, you know, seven years is a long time. John, you've been doing this a long time, and I know you've learned something along the way that could help other people. You mentioned the academy taught you your value. Um, I think that's probably a big one for a lot of guys who are starting out and have a bazillion questions is understanding your value. But if you could just give one piece of advice to people starting out, maybe they're just, you know, maybe they're part-time, maybe they still have their day job and they've got their first striping machine. They got their first crack filling machine. What's the, what's the piece of advice you're giving the people who are just starting out? One thing that I wish I would have did when I started done when I started was nowhere I wanted to end. What do I want the outcome to be? Like, it took me a long time to figure out what it is I actually wanted to do. I thought I knew. I thought, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, we'll just make 25 grand and we'll put it in retirement and whatever. That's not what I want to do. I've completely changed what I want to do. And right now I'm going to keep that to me, but I, uh, I see myself going to a different place than where I started. So if you can, reverse engineer where you want to be to where you are now and, and create a plan. That's probably the best thing you can do. That's awesome. That's really good. I'll piggyback on that. I was the same. I didn't know what I was doing when I started. I was just going to make extra money. I didn't, I didn't have any money basically when I started, but I was like, I'm going to try and make extra money. And I had no idea what I was doing. So I agree with you. The faster you get clarity on where the, the end goal is, the better off you'll be. But it's also okay if you don't know, like, you know, like you and I, we just like, we had this rough idea, make extra money, right? I didn't know I was going to end up here, but you know, the faster you figure that out, you probably agree. The faster you figure that out, the better off you'll be because now you have clarity in your vision and what you want to do. Have you ever looked back at episode one to where you are now and thought, I never thought I would be doing this many? And the, the people that you get to speak to in this industry, it's amazing. So thank you for starting the podcast. It, uh, you know, in, in some sort of little way, it's changed people's lives. Like whether you think it does or doesn't, it, it truly does. Like it's an inspiration. You're inspiring. Your story's inspiring. And thank you. So. Well, thanks, man. Well, I'm supposed to end this by complimenting you. So thanks for, thanks for messing that up. Listen, if, if people are watching this on the video, they already see how good looking I am. It's it's hard to compliment on top of that. That's a great point. That's a great My point. humbleness. Maybe you could compliment my humbleness. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Master of humility. I agree. Exactly. <laughs> John, I can't wait for this year. It's going to be amazing. Um, thank you for coming on. I'm looking really looking forward to the, the check back. I'm literally going to put it in my calendar. You know how I am with my calendar, don't uh, yes, I'm, I do. I'm putting it in my calendar for next February follow it up and then we inspire people with what you can do that's i appreciate it thanks brother thanks for coming on thank you